Hello and welcome everybody to your favorite podcast in the world, without a doubt. It's yours, isn't it, Alexa? Yes. Yes. The Persuasion School Podcast. My name is Jake Savage. Very happy to have you here, whether you're a newcomer or a returning listener. I'm so happy that you're here. Are you happy, Alexa? I'm very happy. Hello. Good. This is my lovely wife, Alexa. Dear listeners. Yes, that's right. All right. So for those of you who are here for the first time, super quick snapshot about me. I'm a sales leader. Been in sales for 14 years. I started in door-to-door sales. Knocked on about 100,000 doors before transitioning into a sales startup called Basemakers. I've built and trained a team of elite salespeople there. Well, not myself. I've had plenty of amazing help from awesome people. We've hit the Inc. list of the 500 fastest growing companies in the nation twice. Very cool. I've been the president there for the last three years. And in January, big deal. My birthday. Well, yes, it's your birthday. But transitioning to be a consultant for nonprofits very passionate about some cool stuff like fighting human trafficking and I would love to train nonprofit fundraising teams how to be more effective so teach them some sales principles and methods leveraging corporate sales methods help them rake in more donations keep fighting the good fight Mm. against human trafficking yes Mm, that's right so on the persuasion school podcast we just go through one principle or method at a time something that's easily digestible and then of course actionable. So as soon as the episode is over, you can go ahead and put it to use in your everyday life. So for those of you, I'm I'm a salesperson, but this is not necessarily a sales podcast. If you're interested in getting more of what you want every day, like raises, promotions, jobs, dates, the deals, the donations, the what else? The um, uh, disc or uh, if you're bartering. Okay. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. If you're bartering, when you know what, guys, when stuff hits the fan here in a few years and our currency isn't worth anything, and we're back to the barter system, you'll be glad you listened to the Persuasion School podcast. Yeah, I think. Or if, yeah, I'm in it in a different context. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, that's how I inferred it. Um, we try to keep the episode short, twenty minutes ish or less. As we dive into different subjects, again, one at a time. All right, so today's topic is special. It may seem like common knowledge but to some people, to some people, but I think this is actually a really, really big deal. A lot of the topics we've discussed so far, I think are very helpful when like starting your conversation. So if you're going to try to persuade somebody, we've provided a lot of examples of how to go about crafting a pitch or connecting with an individual or building rapport. The subject today deals with situations that go wrong. This is also incredibly important when it comes to persuasion. You may have a perfect pitch planned, triple P, and then it doesn't go as planned. Right, The person that you're having a conversation with freaks out. Maybe they say, no, this rejection hurts. Things aren't going according to, again, plan. And, and that can kind of disrupt the flow. And that disruption in the flow can drop your confidence and quickly have everything start to spiral downhill. So I wanted to provide a quick tip for everybody on how to preserve the flow of that conversation. And when stuff does hit the fan or it gets a little dicey in the conversation, This should help you navigate through it so you can still remain in control and hopefully achieve the desired outcome. 
So I think I'm going to title this episode, Loose Lips Sink Ships. Ooh. Pretty cool, huh? Very cool. Have you heard that? Isn't that a song? <clears throat> well, it popped up on my Spotify. It is a song. Hmm. And I've been jamming out to it on repeat for like the past week. You haven't and told I, me. Well, yeah, it's like one of my running lifting songs. Hmm. And I didn't really think much about it. And then I was thinking about what we wanted to talk about on the podcast. And it is about reacting versus responding. Mm. And so I started to think, Whew. this song I've been listening to on repeat is a sign from the persuasion gods. Loose lips sink ships, everybody. All right, here's the deal. <clears throat> Not rocket science. We want to break down the difference between reacting and responding so you know how to operate when stuff doesn't go as planned during your persuasive encounters. First, let's talk about reacting. So reacting, it, we, we throw this term around pretty frequently, but I'm not sure if all of us recognize that it tends to have a negative connotation, right? Like reacting is operating more like a thermometer. You are adjusting to the temperature of the room. There's also a great analogy for this that comes straight from an old school sales trainer of mine, Zig Ziglar, also hero, I might even add. Zig would say that when he compares reacting and responding, if you were to go to a doctor's office and get a vaccine and you show up a few days later to check on the progress, they might say something like, hey, sorry to tell you, but your body is reacting to the medicine. So clear negative. That's how I would infer it, right? That would... Would yeah. that be how you infer it as yeah. well? Yeah. Versus the doctor coming out and saying, hey, good news. I mean, obviously, if they start with good news, it's it's going to be positive. But good news, your body is responding to the medicine. So we we automatically interpret that as positive. We need to, to understand this distinction between the two. When we're in the middle of a conversation and things aren't going the way that we want them to go, it's easy for confusion to arise. It's easy for frustration to arise. I don't know about you. I can literally feel my body temperature rising at times. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm getting frustrated during a conversation. And it can be extremely difficult to not react. I feel like we've been learning this a ton with a baby. Yeah. yeah. You want to just react. And that's going to throw off absolutely everything. We need to develop this habit of taking a breath thinking for a moment, and then responding. If we can learn to respond instead of react, right? So I mentioned first that the word react, it's kind of like being a thermometer. So you're, you're adjusting to the temperature of the room. If we respond, ther, yeah, you're mouthing it right there. Be a thermostat, also a great MLK quote, but we're going to be a thermostat. Set the temperature of the room. You know, there's a great quote by a sales author and trainer named Jeb Blunt. He's written a ton of great books. Sales EQ is one that I highly recommend. But he mentions in there how one of the main reasons why salespeople fail, fail is because of their inability to properly manage disruptive emotions. Hmm. You've got an entire plan. You've nailed your pitch. You've recorded it a million times. You've practiced it. You're ready to go. But then the person you're speaking with shuts you down. Or maybe they're rude. Say, nope, not today. Not really interested in that. And because you're just hitting this wall, sometimes our natural tendency, our natural tendencies is just to push a little bit harder. Right? Like imagine yourself in a car and you're on a hill in San Francisco or something. 
and you, you give it a little gas and it's not going anywhere. You give it a little bit more gas, it's not going anywhere. What do you do? You give it more gas to get it up the hill. But that doesn't always work and it definitely doesn't work with human beings and in conversations. So again, number one reason or one of the number one reasons why salespeople fail, inability to manage disruptive emotions. And I think that that's very important for us to take into the real world when we're trying to get raises or try, we're, you know, we're in a job interview trying to land the job or get the promotion. What do you do when you've mapped everything out and your boss says, absolutely not, we're not doing it? Where do you go from there? So if we can learn to respond instead of react, we'll be far better off. Quick story, actually, from the door-to-door days. I remember every time I think about this whole react versus respond thing, I think about this time where I was in Chicago and I got dropped off in this neighborhood that seemed not, not so safe. I guess would be the way to put it. And I knock on the first door. And by the way, I get dropped off at one. I'm not picked up until 9 p.m. So it doesn't matter how I feel about the neighborhood. I'm spending eight hours there of my day. So I knock on the door and immediately I hear from inside this booming voice. What the F is that? Who is knocking on my door and screaming? And he didn't say F. Like this guy's just yelling cuss words. Who's knocking at the door? Who's there? What the F are you doing? Just kind of going nuts. And I'm starting to freak out on the inside. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, what do I do here? My instinct was like, do I have time to run? And if I run, will he see me when he opens up the door? That's kind of ridiculous. And so I think about this um, this principle here, respond versus react. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to stick it out and see what happens. So instead of reacting and running or, you know, yelling back at the guy, he opens up the door and he says, I was asleep and you woke me up. So I'm thinking here, okay, how do I navigate this? Take a sec to think and then respond. And I just said, sir, how could I have possibly known that you're asleep? I'm just out here knocking on every single door. And then I just shut up and was silent. And I just watched his shoulders relax a little bit. He took a breath and he said, eh, you know what? You're right. What's going on, man? What are you What are you out here doing today? Wow. Pretty cool. And for all you trolls that are like, yeah, but did you get the sale? No, I did not get the <laughs> sale. I wish I would have. But still, it was a cool experience for me to be able to just diffuse this guy who was super angry by focusing on responding instead of reacting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I know that you've said you don't like me to put you on the spot. It's uh, it works better when you just interject with your thoughts. But I did want to ask because you're a counselor. Does, it does. <laughs> Do you ever focus on this or do you feel this way when you're sit like, do you want to react and say, you're crazy, what are you doing? But you have to just respond. Yeah, because I think it's hard not to take things personal. Like if I'm presenting something to a group and someone's like, well, that doesn't work because X, Y, and Z. It's hard for me not to say something and blow up, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to not take it personally. Mm, that's that's a, a great, <clears throat> I think, segue for us into this next chapter is just trying to have a, a sense of tactical empathy. So if someone disagrees with you or rejects you before we react and freak out, freak out it's important for us to just take a split moment to understand where they're coming from. And if we can do that, we can just focus on responding. And if we respond instead of react, we're also going to have more control over the outcome. 
We might not get what we want, but we're going to have much better uh, odds or a much better chance of making it happen because we'll be able to navigate, continue navigating, buy ourselves some more time and continue the conversation. Because if I react and I freak out, then you might react off my reaction. And now we're creating this domino effect where we're both just kind of freaking out and spiraling downhill. And now we've lost complete control. And if I, and if I had this whole plan to persuade you for whatever the reason was, I have now lost complete control of the situation and I'm going nowhere fast. So just by focusing on responding, we're going to stretch that out a little bit. Well, because you can only control how you respond and how you feel about the matter. You can't control how the other person does. So by at the end of it, I feel like it's just almost being the bigger person. Yeah, but I also think that, you, yeah, 100%. You can't control the other person. But I think you can influence the other person's emotions by controlling yours. You, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because they might expect you're going to react a certain way. So they're like building it up. And then when you don't, like that guy. Yeah. He like loosened up and was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And we've said before in this podcast that sales is a transference of emotion. Persuasion is a transference of emotion. And so if we're if we're feeling hostile, we're going to convey that that emotion of hostility onto our audience, onto our stakeholder. Yeah. So just be conscious of the emotions that are going on inside of you. Manage them. And just remember, whatever you're feeling, your audience is going to feel as well. Don't forget that. Make sure to respond instead of react. Be a thermostat instead of a thermometer. You will be more effective in the long run. Boom. Short and sweet. That's it for everybody. S and S. That's it for us tonight. Merry Christmas. Or today. What time are you? We're not supposed to say what time that we're recording. Why? Because it's supposed to be evergreen. So if anybody can just pop on and oh. listen and it feels like they're in the moment. Oh, I get that actually. Yeah. I just said Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh. But I say it all the time, so you will have to decipher when, what time of year Which it is. Christmas. Which Christmas. Exactly. All right. It's every- Christmas 2020. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Everybody. Whatever you do. That's right. Do it safely. Do it safely and do it well. Do it safely, mostly, though. Okay. Let's be and real. then focus on doing it well. Yeah, but be safe. <laughs> yeah, definitely be safe. Wear a mask. Guys, if you're looking for more content on persuasive communication, sales, fundraising, whatever, even Iron Man stuff, that's another thing I'm, I'm passionate about. You can follow me on Instagram. It's at it's Jake Savage. Send me a DM. Or you can just send me an email directly, jake at jakesavage.co. Lastly, but not least, Lee, that's not a word. Last but not least, most importantly, do not tell anybody about this podcast. All right, that's it. Have a good one. See you guys later.